When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Bachelor party. It's the B-side. I don't really know why I started calling it that, but I'm just going to continue for forever. I'm joined today by Dave Neal. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you? You're a fellow Bachelor recapper. It's great to meet my colleagues. Yes, peers. We're just doing, doing the Lord's work, as we say. You do a YouTube recap. What's the official title? I call it Bachelor Nation News. It's a little bit of all the stories that fall in between the stories no one else is covering. So I'm just I'm just picking up the scraps is what I'm doing. <laughs> We're going to talk about your recap of this week's show in which you take notes and then you share your notes with a lovely green screen screenshots. I've I've got some notes on your notes and I want to talk about it. But first, I couldn't bring myself to listen to Chris Harrison and Caitlin Bristow. No shots at either of them, but like there's just only so much Bachelor content one can take in, you know? But I noticed you had some recap videos. So I was wondering if you could fill us in on what happened on Chris Harrison's podcast with Caitlin Bristow this week. Well, you know, they accused Chris of ghosting them 
And then when she got the job hosting Katie's season. Yeah. And, and, and then Chris's only response was like, well, you, you texted me a bunch of just random things and I didn't get around to responding yet, but they, they cleared the air as you do. But it's funny watching him getting to the podcast world because he still brings like traditional media bravado. He does have a, a real presence and gravity to him that I is frankly required to be the, the host of The Bachelor. So I can't can't hold it against him. Oh, no, not at all. He's just like a dad. You know, it's like he's a dad podcast, you know, because when he uh, did his first apology on Good Morning America, everyone was like, oh, he sounded so fake. I was like, I think that's just how Chris Harrison sounds. I think he sounds like <laughs> that's how he talks now. I haven't listened to the pod, but I do think it's interesting. I think it's like, you know, he's experiencing like all of us having your own platform to address things that are being said about you. It's very funny to like kind of see it happening in fun, real time. Just podcasting's gotten so meta, you know? Yeah, and so corporate too. He's just like milking the every interview out, part one, part two. And it's interesting to watch him. I, I think he should just go low production value and we can just hear him talk after 20 years of him saying like three sentences an episode. It's, it's interesting to hear him kind of finale. flush it out. Yeah, exactly. Finale. Just say finale over and over and over. That's really it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we on my podcast, we used to do the Chris Harrison TRT where we would count up his total number of minutes on the show each week. And like, sometimes it'd be zero. Very frequently, it was below two minutes total. Yeah, so that's where golfing more. comes along. You saw Jesse Palmer today. He just slaps the date card down and he heads off. And I'm sure there's more to it, but there's probably a lot of craft services and hanging out in the trailer. It's funny you bring that up. Last week, I interviewed Jesse Palmer and... I was like, Jesse, what do you have for breakfast on the cruise? Like, what was the scene like when you were on the cruise? And he, he thought I was joking, I think. I, I, and he was like, you know, like truffles. And I was like, no, seriously, like, what do you have? And he like wouldn't answer. And I just think he was so confused by someone caring about the craft service situation on the cruise. But I did really want to know. And it was like a contentious moment with Jesse Palmer where I was just dying to know about his breakfast. You know, I've been such a fan of Jesse Palmer. When everyone said, oh, another another basic white guy is going to host a show, I, I, my personal thought was, Jesse Palmer is a gorgeous Canadian. I, there's nothing basic about him. Are you Canadian? No, but I, I'm, I'm from New England, so proximity, not too far. Jesse said that Vermont is Southern Canada or something like that. I forget, I forget what it was. Weird state. Weird Vermont and Maine, weird people, for sure. I think New Hampshire is far, far weirder than both Vermont and Maine. Having spent a lot of time there as a child. I call it Redneck Boston. It's Boston with NASCAR and fireworks. So <laughs> where are you from? Rhode Island. What part? Newport. Coastal have, living. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Lovely. Have you been to Audrey's Cafe? You know, I not since it's been that, but in when I went to college right near there, it was a different name. But uh, no, I haven't made it Did over. Did you go there. to URI or, yeah. or Providence College? Yeah, oh, URI. Cool. Go Rams. Nice. I go to Cape Cod. So I drive through Rhode Island and Cape and Connecticut. I spend a lot of time there. A so. Cape Cotter. Wow. A Cape, a Cape Cotter over here. Yeah. No big deal. You drop Newport. I'll drop Cape Cod. So we'll keep it moving. The reason I asked you is I was going to get to this later, but I noticed that you were commenting on Katie's good teeth and you chalked it up to her being Canadian and having good health care. Yeah. Those Canadians and their, you know, ability to talk about sex without feeling shame and have free health care. I mean, they're really privileged up there in the North. Well, I don't want to shatter your dreams, but I really feel she has veneers, I, I, which I have no problem with. But I just think that you're giving her too much credit. Or maybe. I mean, even if she has veneers, very expensive. So good for her. Good, good chompers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> maybe she was able to get it subsidized. But when you said that, I was like, 
I just, I don't want to, I don't want to burst your bubble too hard, but yeah, I believe Katie has veneers and I, I didn't think about it until I saw the, the close up still on your video, but the coloration, the, the, just all, all of it s- says veneers to me. You know, that's, what's funny is like Michael a got his veneers after being on the show and everyone ripped them for these new veneers, but they're kind of like new sneakers. You kind of got to break them in and get a little color on them, but she got Ooh. them before the season. So yeah, my, my heart shattered. Thank you for that. I think it's also like a like a, a nose job, which you get at eighteen in between uh, high school and college. So your new group of fan, friends never knew you before. So where are you originally from? New York. Yeah, New York City. Okay, I'm trying to. Yeah, so oh, a lot of nose jobs in New York City. I feel like right. That's yeah, like a, of course. Yeah, my I don't remember remember much from my my hometown, but we were also kind of like not that rich. I feel like it's more of like a class system. Like if you can afford one, you get one. Sure. I mean, I, I think plastic surgery. I have a lot of a lot of thoughts on it, Dave. We could go. This is a whole other podcast. TLDR, I support it if it makes you feel better. But yeah, it's not easily accessible. Also, be honest about it. That's the other thing. Kardashians not honest. Just be honest. If you're in the beauty space, I feel bad for the kids of people who get plastic surgery because then they feel like they're not up to the standards of their parents. You know? Sure. Yeah, of course. But that's why you got to be honest about it. I don't know. Kardashians. I'm talking to you specifically. So also I, I was reading up on Caitlin and Chris Harrison. Did you listen or did you just read recaps? Yeah, I listen. I try to play original source material so mm. I don't fall into the he said, she said, because that's where every one of their beefs come from. Like Caitlin, Nick Vial, they all got so upset from what they heard Chris said about them versus actually listening to it in the first place. Right. Well, I don't, I don't listen because I worry about, well, for two reasons. One, laziness. That's the real reason. Number two... Idea theft. I don't want to steal any other bachelor professionals ideas. And I worry that I'll just like absorb it by osmosis. And then I will not know where their idea began and ends versus my own. So that's, that's part of it. But I do like to read transcripts, which I, as also as a podcast professional, I know doesn't totally capture it, but I, I believe he also said that that Caitlin and Tasha were set up to fail because there were two of them and that there's not like really enough airspace for two people in that role, which, which I agree with. But I'm curious, did she take any umbrage of about him saying you failed? No. Oh, no. I think she agreed with him. And he, without them slamming Tasha, Caitlin felt, it seems like she felt that when she went solo, when, when Tasha had COVID, and I say COVID in quotes because I don't think she actually had COVID. I'm, I'm doubting the narrative they have there. But wow. When, but oh, I just don't, because she got, they said she got COVID the day before the live finale. Like, let me ask you this. Would you be in New York City the day before you have a live taping in Los Angeles? To me, it seems like, during a pandemic, you would have made plans to get to LA a little bit sooner than that. But that's just, that's Good just, point. Why, that's just why I find it a little sketchy. Not that it matters, but I felt like they were setting Caitlin up to do it solo because it is, ec- it is extra hard to conduct interviews as a joint, as a duo. What the other, the other thing that Chris Harrison had mentioned was that not only were they set up to fail by being co-hosts, but he mentioned that they were both women on the bachelorette. And he said, that's just too many women on the show. And I don't think he meant it in a sexist way. I think it would have been the same if it was two male hosts and a male bachelor, but that was kind of his point. I think was that there was just too many mouths to feed in that situation. Interesting. Well, this is a good segue into your week, my recap of your recap, which is top, top note. You like this season, which Dave, congrats. I'm really happy for you. It's much better to like a show that you're enjoying. You've been focusing on the production value, but do you feel compelled by the narrative so far? Three episodes in. 
I'm shocked at, and I listened to your, I have notes on your recap, by the way. Wait, please share. I accept notes. (laughs) I, no, no, I don't have any critical notes. I, I agree with you that it's refreshing to see how honest Zach is with the ladies. I could never do that. I'm spineless. I'm a people pleaser. He tells, he tells some of them, maybe Brianna, that he's, he feels like they're being inauthentic. And I almost feel like he's like just a tinge sociopathic in his ability to tell them the truth. And I don't know if that's what works well in a relationship. I don't tell my wife the truth. I try to be as sugarcoating as polite as possible, but that, that just might be the old Rhode Island charm. I don't know. Is she from Rhode Island too? Kentucky. Oh, wow. So she, she might, Oh, maybe at this point, I don't know how long you've been married, but perhaps she didn't know she was getting the Rhode Island charm at first. So she didn't see right through you. Well, we met in New York, so it got Rhode Island charm with a little New York (laughs) splash of a dirty puddle, but we've been married for three months and we're hanging in there. We're doing just fine. I assumed you live in LA. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I I must've like read that. I don't think I just like would have assumed it because I don't know why I would have assumed it, but that's cool. I used to live in LA. Nice city. Oh, nice. It's no Cape Cod, but it's okay. It's really no New York is what I would say. Oh, I would be back in New York in a heartbeat if we had to choose. Uh, It might be in our future. It might be in our future. Why are you, why do you live in LA? We've just, we, we've started dating out here and we've been out here. We met in New York previously, but there's been a lot of opportunities out here. My wife's job is full-time out here, but we travel a lot. We'll be in, we're going to Bali in a couple of weeks and we're going to be in the Maldives. We're getting out, we're getting out there. Yeah, we're doing it. Wow. That's an awesome vacation. I'm quite jealous. Is it inspired by the bachelor? I don't think they've ever got, oh, they went, they went to Bali. They haven't been to the Maldives though. No, but they're going to be, I think their finale is in Thailand this year, which is where we got engaged. No, we just try to get out and trying to see things before possible children drag us down as they do. Sure. I believe that Sean Lowe's finale was also in Thailand. I'll never forget it because Lindsay, who did not win, the second she did not win, she took her heels off and was like holding them and walked off and it was an iconic moment. I loved it. Thailand's beautiful. My favorite countries are Thailand and Colombia. They're both beautiful and affordable countries that people should definitely get to. Yeah, that's why I'm the reason I like going to Mexico. Mexico City is so awesome and it's so cheap. But if you're in New York, uh, Newark to Cartagena, Colombia is a very cheap and quick flight. Go down to Colombia and have a few cheap drinks there. Do you work for United Airlines? What's going on here? Yeah, Pilot Pete's got me on an affiliate program. So for 10% (laughs) discount. If you're flying out of Newark, I know you're a United guy. I'm actually trying to be loyal to Delta, but... I I am a Delta flyer myself. So I'm a JFK girl. Well... I'm going to be it's like, very hard life. I have, I, I know I have a big layover on my way to Indonesia in a, in a city that may be in a war pretty soon. And I'm hoping that Which the city, I think it's, I, I don't know ex- the exact airport, but I think we'll be in Taiwan. Oh, there'll cool. be. So in Taipei. Yeah. I think I'm like looking, I'm like, all right, are we, uh, there's some warships heading to the, the bay over there, but hopefully, hopefully it doesn't affect the Centurion lounge so I can get some free cookies. I wonder if they have Shaolong Bao in the in, by any chance in the in the lounges in Taiwan because I really love soup dumplings and I've heard they're great in Taiwan. Oh, you'd love my wife. She's she's a she is she's actually made out of soup dumpling. That's that's the only oh. liquid in her body. The two places I miss eating in Los Angeles are Home State, wonderful breakfast tacos, and and Din Tai Fung, wonderful soup dumplings, but soon to come to New York next yeah, year. Yeah, Home State's pretty nice. We uh, we actually live close to Monterey Park, which is where all the authentic Chinese food is. And um, between that and and we've got Silver Lake Thai. Oh yeah, we've got we've got all the all the great food out here. But of course, New York City as well. Have you had the beef roll at 101 Noodle Express? No, I'm going to have to write that one down. 
So, so good. I believe that's an Alhambra. It's so good. Oh, someone's going to be dying that's hungry right now listening to this. But yeah, no, there's so many, so <laughs> many good food options. I, I, I struggle with moving to a suburban area where you, you know, restaurants close early. Like we've got all, I mean, LA closes earlier than New York, but I was in New York recently for shows. And gosh, every time we go there, my, my wife will end up staying in the, in the hotel room and just ordering in. Like she just wants the local Chinese food there. I mean, I don't blame her. Love Chinese food. All right. I've led us astray. Let's get back to The Bachelor. So, so Dave, you like this season. You like Zach? Like, what do you like about it? Well, I've got a bias to wanting to like it because I don't want the show to get canceled sure. since I've put all my eggs in the basket here. I don't necessarily love Zach, but I look at it from the production value. I think I think the museum date was really interesting and the football date was very high value, like production value wise. Um, we'll have to, I mean, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, the struggle will be where the drama evolves and comes from, but by having oh, an overnight date this early, this is producer's dream. Like they're going to be creating some real, um, envy within, within the, uh, gr- groups of ladies fighting for his love. You called it the night at the museum date. I call it the Ross and Rachel. I mean, it's just, a, it's an iconic conceit. I mean, how, how lucky is Katie? I'm very jealous. It's a great date. And then they're in silk pajamas. I don't know. It's I, it's been a while since my single days, but making out in silk pajamas seems like kind of the way to go. It feels <laughs> like they've got to, I mean, they, they push their cots together. I don't know. It's pretty risque. Yeah. He did not help. She was like, she was like, he watched her do it basically while he was like already in his cot. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I, I wasn't like, I'm not like looking for like bachelor porn, but I would have liked to hear a little bit more of like their chatting. Like what did they talk about in the tent all, when she was up all night? You know, I'm the same way that they, they need like a, a YouTube channel where they air out the longer ver- versions of these conversations because yeah, they, 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 they have all the cameras there. They got the sound guy. Why don't we get a longer version of what happened? I mean, it's probably I like, I, like I bet you they butchered American history and I would have been nice to see, you know, what they were talking about there. They definitely don't understand dinosaurs. Cause I think Zach was like, yeah, I don't know how long we'd last with the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. So. Like- well, he's from Orange <laughs> County, where I believe in Orange County, they believe dinosaurs, you know, existed on Noah's Ark or whatever. They have some different views there. Do you have any conspiracy theories about why they edited out the Patrick Warburton puppet show date last week? It's a good question. I'd be so annoyed if I lend lend my time to a show and they didn't they didn't put it in. I mean, that would really piss me off. Well, he certainly got paid for it. So at least there's that. Yeah, but I mean, what he probably makes more in a week in Seinfeld residuals, don't you think? I mean, what do they even pay? I mean, the show is so cheap. These, you know, Katie's not getting, she's not, you know, she's got veneer loan payments here and she's working for free. (laughs) Uh, Well, what makes me think of it is I just wonder if there was a political aspect to that. If like, perhaps they didn't want to like have any like Patrick Warburton discourse because I think he's like known to be a pretty outspoken conservative and I wonder if there's like any if there's this is like totally based on nothing I have no information I was like Jesse what happened on that date and he didn't he didn't know about the date or that it was edited out so like there's not like some big conspiracy or whatever that I'm aware of, but I do wonder if there was like, eh, maybe we don't need Patrick Warburton in episode two. Yeah. This is where we cue the X-Files theme music here. Maybe you're onto something. I mean, look, the show, the show tries to play both sides of the coin. They try to play to the conservative base. And then when they didn't address Eric Schwartz blackface on the finale, they played to the 
uh, liberal base by showing it just on the podcast the next day, which I, I, as far as I know, I'm the only one who called that out and found it so funny that they were like not addressing something for the national crowd, which skews older and skews conservative. And then the next day they're like, all right, but on bachelor happy hour podcast, we'll discuss it. It's like, who's listening to bachelor happy hour. That's a dog shit program. I don't listen to it, but yeah, I mean, you know, the show, the show is problematic with its political decisions to say the least. I just thought it was, it was just weird. Like you got to think part of the reason you want to have Zach as famous uncle. You're like, okay, you can get some jokes out of that. But then they just cut him out of the show. It's super weird. Yeah. Um, They milked it at the end of last season, right? They kind of brought in Zach for the, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe he was, uh, maybe the, maybe uh, he was on a bender. (laughs) Who knows? They had, they had to cut him out. Yeah, who's your who's your pick to win right now? Oh boy, I'm I'm spoiled, so I shouldn't say. But I'll tell you who I really like. Oh, yeah, don't I, tell me. I really liked Jess. Uh, she showed up with the, had, the sparkles, yeah. the body glow. Yeah, the body glitter. I just liked that she looked to Zach as like she lo- she looked nervous, and I appreciate that that nervous well, she's energy. Twenty three, so she's maybe her first time away from her parents. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's still on the phone plan at home, but so is my wife, though. So I'm okay with that. If my mother in law wants to pay for my wife's cell phone, fine. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. She's probably gonna be some Bachelor in Paradise, you know, because Jess is actually like the Justin of this season. She's got a lot of like jaw dropping facial expressions. So I like her, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a young guy. So it's hard to know like what he's going to be looking for age wise. You just confirmed she doesn't win. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Wait, we'll have to, we'll have to see how it all goes. The, I, I actually had hunches over who would win and I've, I've been, I guess wrong in, in my own thoughts, but I try my best to look. I mean, I feel like we all watch and, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I watched the show based on who I would date if I were single in the house. And I feel like, and I feel like that's what we do. What do you think? Do you watch it based on how you would uh, act in those situations? Like, is it role play? <laughs> that makes it sound so dirty. I, when it's the bachelorette, I definitely think about it that way or I used to, but I actually feel old now. Like, I'm just like, none of these people are appealing to me. Like, I don't like none of them. We don't speak the same language anymore, but I I started recapping the bachelor with my good friend, David Jacoby in 2012. So like I've been doing this for so as on podcasts. So I've just been doing it for so long that I used to watch it a lot. Or I was like, if I was on the show, but now I'm just like a jaded old person who's just like, used to be different. I don't even think it necessarily used to be better. Cause I just think is the show hasn't really changed. Just like the world around it has changed and the show has not evolved, which is and when they've attempted to, it hasn't really worked and it actually rests too much on the lead being compelling. And that's why like Hannah, Hannah B, I think at least I always point to her as being like such a great lead. And that's because she was very compelling. And also Tyler Cameron was really hot. Yeah, I mean, the amount of drama that spawned from Hannah Brown really was remarkable. She's only she's got her own like network of like alumni there. But I like yeah, I like your grizzly war vet energy towards the show. It's almost like will the show become more relevant the more archaic it is as the rest of the world progresses and the show just stays in some sort of like, you know, antiquated formula? I don't know. I I That's why I love Jesse. That's why I think Jesse is such a good host is because Jesse's just like, he is playing the part. He is just like, and now I have a date card for you. And, and Zach, he's having a really hard time today. Like he is so, so earnest with it in a way that I really feel like he isn't trying to like 
have a joke. He's just trying to be the most earnest host. Like he probably imagined, probably experienced Chris Harrison to be in season five. So that to me is really funny. I think the problem is with the contestants that like they are not like, like they don't know a world in which The Bachelor doesn't really exist. Like Jess has her entire life. The Bachelor's been on TV and this is on, do you watch Survivor? Yes, I do. A major problem with Survivor, like the new the new school or whatever, for me, is like all these people, like their story is like, I was a kid watching Survivor and now I'm here and I'm just so excited to win an immunity. And I'm like, I don't give a shit that you watch Survivor. I watch Survivor too. I've watched TV my whole life. That's not, I, I just like, I don't care. And like when it becomes like self-referential like that, it's a problem. And I think that part, like these like longstanding reality shows, everyone's expectations are too well-managed. It's not good. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, I don't know if you're probably closer to my age, but real world was like the dream when you were in college, you just wanted, yeah, make yeah, a tape, that, send it in. That was it. Yeah. You had to send a tape in. And then of course, you know, Jersey Shore kind of came out, but before that it was real world was like the, the path to the non-corporate world. And sure. today you can't hate these contestants for one in this late stage capitalistic hellscape that we live in. You can't hate them for wanting a little Instagram verification and, and to not have to work the grind. And uh, that's probably why the audience is in part so salty is because they see people kind of pass by them in this like kind of like corporate line we've all been in that really doesn't have any payoff whatsoever. I don't know. I work at a corporate job and I quite like it. There's just pl- man, plenty of benefits to it. I don't have um, pants on right now. I love my corporate job. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I look, I, I, I do what I do out of necessity. Stand up comedian created this podcast, you know, kind of my, my own channel a couple of years ago. And it's been amazing and life-changing for me, but everyone's got a different path, but I, I am one that promotes the freelance lifestyle, if you will. Sure. Whatever, whatever works for you. But yeah, yeah. I remember like, I assume that I'm just going to guess that you were thinking of Judd from San Francisco, who was like the cartoon guy, just like charting his own path, ended up with Pam, his co-host, his, his uh, roommate. And he was like, used the show to his advantage. Yeah. I, I loved, I loved real world for a very, and I loved road rules too. I think they should, I think road rules is, I, I don't understand why they can't bring it back. That one. Because you had to hand over your wallet and like then your phone. And so like they could just continue to do that and live in an RV. Like I, I don't understand why it's not around. Yeah, that'll be something. That'll be a fun thing to share with the kids someday. Like, well, back in the day, you know, because that was really a that was groundbreaking. I mean, Bachelor was groundbreaking yeah. as well. I guess they probably both came out relatively the same time. I'm guessing Real World well, was first. Real World started in 92 with Road Rules in 94 and Bachelor started in 02. Yeah, yeah so I guess Survivor we, was in 99. We progressed to Bachelor from Real World and then, you know, because, you know, the Bachelor obviously with, you know, the reality focus on finding love, but you know, this, in other versions of The Bachelor in other, in other countries, they don't really focus heavily on the marriage and it's set to fail. It's less than 4% success rate. It's, it's just like, I don't, I don't take it too seriously. If the relationship doesn't work out fine, who cares? Yeah, what are you going to do? Of course. Yeah. It's no big deal though. I always like wish it would like, I just do want people to find happiness. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, it's just, it's rare when it happens. This episode is brought to you by eBay authenticity guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. 
Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What do you think Christina did to make everyone hate her that we didn't get to see? Well, I'm going to be covering this tomorrow. There's been some leaks that she was so wasted that she was passed out on the staircase. Like when we saw her crying? After yeah. That, she passed out? Yeah, there was something that was sent to Reality Steve, and the same story popped up in the U.S. Sun, which, of course, is where I get all of my news, the U.S. Sun. Sure, yeah. It- Google, my Google like homepage when I open a new window on my phone, it does have a lot of U.S. Sun links. And hey, they're, they're useful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, could that have all been sent from someone who has an axe to grind? Yes. But she didn't really seem to make any friends on the show. And I think that's the quickest way to see who's in the right and in the wrong. Like, can someone coexist with others? And so far, I don't think she's really proven that people like her. Also, if she was wasted, passed out. That would explain a lot more Zach's decision because it's not like he's only relying on hearsay, but he's also just like seeing this hot mess. And we know that Zach doesn't do drama and he's like, nope, I'm not doing that. So that, that would, that checks out for me. That's interesting. I didn't see that. But to defend Christina, and I was talking with Kate Casey on my podcast today. She, she's like, Kate Casey's a mom of five. And she said, look, Christina's she's out. She doesn't have the kids. She drank a little bit at the pool. Like you almost can't blame her for, uh, for taking advantage of the open bar. I feel like the combination of like Zach being like, you know, honestly, like in an honest and genuine way, afraid or like fearful of being a father and then seeing her behavior probably was like, just like doesn't compute and had to like walk away from it or something. Yeah. I mean, look, these guys like can barely manage themselves. How, how is he going to be a dad? You know what I mean? He's, he's mid twenties. And I know people will always comment. I had seven kids at that age. It's like, maybe, but you're not on some dating reality show. Like the show doesn't pick people who are super settled down in their lives. It's true. And if you are, how are you able to just like tap out for three months and go on the show? Yeah, there's clearly a bias to who decides to go on the show. I actually think I heard you guys talking about like the bikini dates or the beach dates where everyone's in their bikinis. Yeah, there's people don't people who don't have perfect bodies don't even want to submit for the show because, you know, they're going to objectify you. Like if there was a shower scene of me with Sean Lowe loofing me down, it it would not play as well as, you know, man, manscaped Zach. No, it's, I mean, the the whole thing, it's, yeah. I mean, that's another, you know, kind of current in Bachelor Nation is over the body diversity, but the show doesn't care. They're just keep keep it on, keep it on. I'll just tell you, I think Katie is, she's my pick to win right now. I don't know if she will. Don't, don't respond. I don't want to be spoiled. It's hard for me to do the pod, honestly, if I'm spoiled. So I, I try not to be. No, I hear um, you. I, I try to play both sides because I'm a little, you know, just try, I try to play it all, but because I can't avoid it. It just always shows up in my inbox in one way or another. But Gabby was someone who I enjoyed her late bloom. She kind of mm-hmm. got the last conversation and they really hit it off. She's got these, you know, a real good personality and that'll be something Jeez. fun to watch as well. New Englander. Yeah. 
She's got that from Ver- Ben and Vermont. Jerry's. Yeah, that's right. Uh, from Vermont. <laughs> but the, I'm going to tell you, the best New Englanders are the ones that got out. That those are the worst are the ones that stayed in. It's a grisly long winter. You don't want to be fr- you don't want to meet someone who's lived in Vermont their whole life. They're going to be uh, a lot to deal with. That's true, but it's getting shorter. I read an article in the Atlantic about how the greater Boston area is one of the areas of the country that's warming the most quickly. Oh, that's very nice. So, you can move back. Very, safe. Yeah. Can't wait to come back <laughs> on my way. You get two days of negative five degrees per winter, per winter and then and then it's over. But yeah, it is it is a long winter in, in New England. But I think she did get out. I think she lives in New York now. And she was obviously went to Ole Miss with Greer, who we don't really talk about her because I have nothing positive to say. Oh, Gabby went to Ole Miss with Greer? Yeah, they're friends from college. Oh, I didn't know that. And of course, Greer was the uh, sort of had the with the MAGA. She had the apology yeah. recently. Look, I mean, I I'm I'm of the and and this is because I come from a complicated family, and I'm a, I'm about I'm a, I'm a Bernie progressive. I'm a Marianne Williamson, like preach, soak your crystals, go get it. But I got a lot of people in my life that aren't and I don't write them off. And I don't necessarily think everyone should be labeled as whatever they were. I mean, she came off looking horrible trying to defend certain things on her Twitter and this and that. But um, I'm the type until you've moved out of your hometown, I need you to be moved out of your hometown for at least one year before I care what you think about things. That's when I get mm-hmm. the true opinion of people. Well, you know, it sounds like in general, though, she's really in addition to the, to defending blackface and her, I didn't see her Twitter activity, but Lekka, who left on night one, she is Indian American. I believe she also had like a some kind of altercation with Greer where Greer said something offensive to her. And I, I think that she said that she had wanted to present, like I'd wanted to present Zach with a flower garland and Greer had said to her, oh, you're Indian? I thought you were white. You look white. So I don't know if that's true. It's just a pretty weird thing to say and not to mention offensive. <laughs> so I don't know. She has definitely has learning to do and I hope she does it. But yeah, I mean, we don't, we just haven't really talked about her because she also has really, well, fortunately, has not been on the show that much. Yeah, she really hasn't had much airtime. And we'll have to see. I mean, was she the first impression Rose winner too? Yes, she was. Yeah, she just, was indeed. You know, I, I think you get excited, you get the Rose, and then all of a sudden you, you take your foot off the gas there. Not that, I mean, it's a, look, it's <laughs> tough because in the end, if you're not getting the attention you want and then, then you become needy, that's not good either. So it's like Zach's going to give whoever whoever he's into the attention, but it'll be interesting because for Katie to get an overnight date on week three, it makes you want, like, aren't they worried that, that, that they could pull a Claire and Dale? Uh, you would think they would be trying to prevent overly like side, like o- overly compensating one, one contestant over yeah. another. Well, it seems like Zach is really committed to like doing things the right way. So I feel like he wouldn't do that. Like, I feel like he would, he wouldn't break all of the rules and he just like sends people home, but like still continues to pursue the path. But it's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they did that. My biggest open question is like, what the fuck happened to Genevieve? She was in a sling. I mean, did you see that? You know, I was watching her and if I had to take a wild guess, I would say she separated her AC joint because I had something happen. <laughs> I had the same thing happen to me in college or in, in high school football, where when you dive head first, uh, ha- uh, arms out like Superman style, a lot of times you can pop your shoulder and, stre- and, and literally pull it off of the uh, joint and that, and then you can't, you have to wear a sling. And I go, I think, I think I saw a separated shoulder happen there, but yeah, no, it's a dangerous game. This bachelor is, it's a dangerous game <laughs> out there. I enjoyed uh, that it was just full on tackle football, which is like great shit. 
Good, good for you guys. Well, they, they, <laughs> what I've noticed with the production value and maybe it's so they don't get sued, they've gone to full pads. It used to be they put on like Viking helmets and then like lacrosse helmets. They're, they're wearing like full, probably I'm, I'm assuming pop Warner size because they probably wouldn't fit into like adult male size, like male he- yeah. heads, you know, because they were actually wearing very tight helmets, which can actually hurt a lot. It, they can be very hard to get on, but you know, it's a dangerous, violent sport to be playing, especially if you don't like haven't practiced how to tackle and hit each other. But I guess, you know, if they're not, they're not really moving exactly at like a, uh, Earth shaking speeds. So it's like, it's like when you do watch a uh, little pop Warner, they just see a bunch of kids kind of like dinking and dunking into each other. So, but, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a good way to, to split up the group date to ro- like, it's, it's the ultimate reward. You go home or you get to hang out with him in the evening. They, um, you know, for Allie's date, they brought out the, uh, the old call it the jizz koozie, the jacuzzi. I heard you say that. And I gotta say, it's really gross. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it just absolutely disgusted me hearing you say you that. Think, I mean, you think it's just, <laughs> disgusting to hear it it's disgusting for the guy who's got to clean that thing you know the spray tan and the glitter Ugh. also just the, when they have like the wooden ones and then it's just like standing water standing hot water it's absolutely disgusting it's just like what bacteria is in there and like there's nothing hot about it i mean except for the water my wife's gross. a germaphobe she would literally bring her own chlorine tabs to put in there yeah. Ugh, so disgusting. And they're so, probably so just renting it from the ABC prop truck. So God knows what other reality shows that thing's been a part of. Do you remember when they went to the jacuzzi store, with Kevin Hart or with Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, yes. Yeah. That at least. It, and then they had jets. That's a funny idea. Like, like just sort of, I, I should bring that back. I liked it. Oh, I love a good jacuzzi. Give me a jacuzzi sponsorship. I'll do all my recaps from a jacuzzi. That's fine with me. Would you ever get one of those inflatable ones for your backyard? You know, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I don't know. I don't know. I thought about it too. The emptying of the water seems really messy. Yeah. Yeah. And if your wife's a germaphobe, I can't see that going well for her. Oh no. She's yeah. She'll look at me like I'm like, I'm disgusting. She, when she'll, she'll be like, when have you shout? Like, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for her, I, yeah, I would probably be falling off the cliff here, but she's uh yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I, I'm a pretty dirty guy. It's funny because she wasn't in Greek life in college and I was, mm. and I, you know, was an athlete and I feel like she sees me as like a bizarre, like sort of subhuman to, to her life that she's lived. <laughs> Like when we go back to New York, she needs Purell everywhere. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I pride my immune system in being able to touch a New York, you know, subway handrail. Never occurred to me to use hand sanitizer before COVID. I mean, that just wasn't, wasn't in my world. I had this idea that maybe uh, being raised by a single mom, maybe that's why I didn't get COVID. And I was thinking there's something about about the, my immunity from eating like, like half cooked fish sticks as a kid, you know, not having a parent there to cook for me, but New Yorkers also have the greatest immunity in the world. You've got like, you know, I mean, no offense, but there's nine 11 dust just floating through the city that people have just like built this sort of like, I don't know, immunity over. That's a whole other podcast for me as well. That's, I, I, my, that's my secret nine 11 podcast, but I will say like a week or two ago, it like barely snowed and there was like salt on the ground and I could like taste the salt in the air and it was disgusting. And that's not 9-11 dust, but, but you know, it's a similar idea. But nothing, um, nothing's better than a New York winter when you don't know if a puddle's ice or three feet deep. You just have to kind of like take a guess I, before you jump again, in. Again, 
It doesn't happen anymore. Global warming, man. We've not had any snow this this winter and it's only been like below freezing like a few times. So no, I'm fine with it. Have you ever had like a late night in the snow coming home from a bar? You meet a guy, you're kissing in the street. It's perfectly quiet because the whole city's insulated with the snow cover. I mean, have you ever had that quintessential like midnight in New York happen? Because no, uh, sounds great. Though. We're going to get have it for you. you. I'm going <laughs> to next snowstorm. I'm coming out there and we're going to do a dating show just for you. I don't know. what you're. Thank you so much. I've definitely had the like late night in the snow, but not like a beautiful, not like a beautiful love story befitting a Netflix rom-com, but something to, something to hope for. It is pretty magical. New York snowstorms, they're really magical for about 18 hours and then it's a nightmare, but it's nice. And it's, it's, it's a great place. It's just, it's truly the best. I, I won't apologize. And it's true. So anyone who says otherwise is incorrect. In fact, it's a lyric in Hamilton. So it has to be true. It's the greatest city in the world. I lived in Hamilton Heights, so I can actually, oh, I can co-opt that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. LA's trash. New York's beautiful, but. Agreed. I'll be, I'll be back there someday. You'll, you'll see me out there. I'll have my okay. cold cuts. On the bachelor streets. I would ask you for your prediction on how the show is going to end, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want you to spoil it for me. So instead I'd like you to answer or to guess how many more seasons, how many more years will this television show and all associated spinoffs be on network television? Like, will it ever make the Dancing with the Stars leap to streaming? And if so, in how many years? Six. And I'll tell you why. It's still, it's like the same reason they have young Sheldon and younger Sheldon and the youngest Sheldon. Because (laughs) network TV, it's like a newspaper. They have to fill the time slots, even if it's not their money maker. They, They get 75 hours a year or whatever it is of bachelor, bachelor in paradise, batch, you know, and all that they get that. That's just th- that they don't have to worry about it. The amount of money that like networks pay for like NFL football and, and like giant, like, you know, ratings beast things. That's where, that's where all the budget goes bachelor. The contestants are there for free, uh, short of some sort of like wild controversy where they have to, you know, the creator found, you know, they find his like, you know, uh, I don't know, Nazi stash, you know, it's short of something crazy like that. I give it six plus years. And if it goes to Hulu, I'm okay with that. Dancing with the stars proved to be a better show on Hulu. So if they want to get off of the uh, FCC like stranglehold, I think that could only help the show, but I don't see it going anywhere um, for any sort of ratings reasons. Okay. I like this optimism. It's great. I don't have a prediction. I don't know. I think it'll stick around for a while. I mean, as someone who watches Grey's Anatomy, I mean, it's like when you have the audience, you have the audience, like they stick around. And even a smaller audience on network is still so valuable and meaningful that I think it'll it'll be around for a while. But I do hope the show evolves. But, you know. Yeah, I wish it could take, I wish it could take bigger risks, but like I've, I've talked, I talk about this a bunch on my podcast, the ABC, Disney bachelor, it's all there. It's psychopathic They're They don't have feelings. It's a corporation. And this is why I'm anti-corporation because you know, it's, it's all good and well until you get the, you know, the slip that you got laid off the next day. And then you're, you got, you know, then you're out there at at midnight in New York in a snowstorm looking for your husband. You know what I mean? (laughs) Eating what you've got nothing better to do, (laughs) which is good by all means do that. That's great. But I, but the show's psychopathic. They don't care if a contestant had blackface unless it affects their bottom dollar. So that's why if people don't like something, protesting is the way to do it. Vote with your dollar or else nothing will ever change, you know? And if there's enough people watching you this show- You are a Bernie guy. Yeah, big Love time. It. Big Bernie guy here. <laughs> a big socialist bachelor audience member here. But yeah, if, if the show's got enough of an audience that's middle America, that's happy to have a white evangelical- you know, plot line, they're not going to get, they're not going to get the Jewish love story we all want to see. 
which I think would be Mario. great. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Um, I, you know, we just know that I think in the one season that they had Jason Mesnick, they kind of just like wrote off his Jewish story, but you know, that's, that's the show printing dollars and we all watch it. I don't want this to be a Jewish as a Jewish person. I do not want this to be a Jewish love story show. So I'm fine with it. What if the no. elderly, what if that when they do the old, the old bachelor, they make it like a nice uh, old Jewish man, you know, maybe Bernie Sanders. Oh, he's married, but uh, you know, did you ever watch dating around on Netflix? No. It's a great show. Season one was excellent. And the best episode is with a guy named Leonard who was like in his 60s. And I think he was Jewish. That's what what brings it up. I mean, sure, if that's like a good casting choice, but like I'm not looking for this to be like Alexa from Love is Blind or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know what goes into the casting, but like I said, I don't, I don't know. I know Chris Harrison's tried to defend the fact that nobody, I think, and I'm not saying this, he said it, that no one wants to see like a plus size person. I, I would disagree. I think if anything, just open up the, to a larger amount of contestants and let the lead pick and that, yeah. and that's how you'll know. But like, if you're not going to even curate the option for the lead, then like, like, why can't they have 50 people? You know, I don't know. Like, just, you know, open it up. That's a great point. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways to like change the format up without, without changing the essence of the show. But who knows what's to come? Well, you do. You know how the season ends, you think, allegedly. Well, there's there's multiple spoilers with multiple endings. So, so somebody's somebody's right. And I love that somebody's going to be wrong. It's always fun when it's up in the air. I don't, I don't care. I don't care to know. It doesn't ruin it for me. It's like, it's like, if you're going to do a puzzle, you know what the image looks like. Like, that's all we know. We just don't know how we get Mm -hmm. there. So um, I'll be, I'll be there with everyone else kind of dissecting every move and every story that no one else uh, has time to cover. Well, I'm, I'm a bottom feeder barrel scraper. So I'll be out there (laughs) blue collar doing the work. No one else wants to do. I'm in the thick of things. My sleeves are rolled up. I got the denim jumpsuit on and we're, we're figuring it all out. Dave, it was great to meet you. Thanks for coming on the pod. For more of Dave, check out his YouTube channel, Dave Neal on YouTube, right? Yes. And also I started a daily podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, 25 minutes long because that's the average commute time. So every single day at 4 p.m. East Coast, I've got all of the stories kind of compacted into a quick uh, podcast. Damn. Do you do it every week? Every single day, Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah. Wow. Every single day, like even in like... September. Watch me in Bali. I'm going to be in Indonesia on my honeymoon. Just giving you. Yeah, I don't no, want that for you. I started. Would, now my lady knows it pays for the trip. I try to pack all of my content into four hours in the morning. So I work usually from okay. like eight to noon, bang it all out. YouTube resource it into podcasting and whatever else. But now it's been life changing. The audience has been amazing. And we actually, Katie Thurston and I sold out the uh, San Diego comedy show for next week. We're, oh. we're going to be doing comedy together. The audience has been so supportive in the bachelor world. So we might actually tour around to some other hotspots. So maybe cool. if we make it to New York, we can, uh, we can uh, all go out and get some dim sum or whatever the heck you guys are eating these days. Only if it's snowing. Thanks so much for coming on, Dave. Uh, and thanks to Jade Willie for producing this episode. Callie and I will be back on Monday. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 